you're listening to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hey everybody, welcome to Dear Alice. We are going to be talking about scale and proportion today. This is what separates the men from the boys, (laughs) right? I think that we go in a lot of homes and people buy the standard size thing for their big, beautiful dream home. And at that, at this point, it's time. It's just time yeah. to get the, the big art, get to the, the big sofa, <laughs> the larger end tables, the taller lamps. So let's talk about scale and proportion, shall we? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So we first have a question from at Ash M. Drennan, and she says, how do you select the right scale furniture for a small room? Okay, usually we're working with like larger rooms. So this is this is a fun one, but in every large house has small rooms mm-hmm. too. So this is a great question. Um, when we do it, obviously we're working in CAD and we're figuring out what size sofa would work well. So, I mean, if you don't use AutoCAD or you're not working with a designer, you can use like a scaled piece of paper and draw out your spaces and see just proportionately what actually fits in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just use graph paper. I see a lot of people do that if they're not using a designer. Um, but you want it to just make sure that it doesn't feel small on that huge, massive wall. And even like with a small sofa in a, even in a small room, it's going to make everything feel smaller. Yes. Don't feel like, Oh, I've got a small place. I'm going to get the love seat instead of the sofa. No, that is going to be the incredible shrinking machine for your room. <laughs> it's like Willy Wonka. <laughs> yes. So you've got to buy the bigger sofa. It sounds out counterintuitive, mm-hmm but it will stretch your room. It will expand your eye. And then when you put a big piece of art over your proper size sofa, the room is going to feel big. And actually here's a funny thing too. When you go looking at that apartment for the first time or that small charming house and it's empty, rooms actually are bigger with furniture in them. Mm-hmm. I know that probably breaks your brain, but the room's always going to feel really small if it's empty. So that's why the graph paper thing, like Susanna's talking about, or maybe there's some sort of online program or app or something if you don't have um, any formal training. If you can just really scale out how large this piece is going to be in your room and see how much margin is left over for end tables and lamps, I think you're going to be surprised. You don't have to think small just because your space is small. And like, just for example, like most sofas come in like 70, 80, 90, you usually don't see bigger than 90 so mm-hmm. inch sofas, like just on the regular market from Crate and Barrel or wherever you're shopping, mm-hmm. um, consider the 90. Yeah. Consider the 90 if you can fit that. Um, don't go straight to the love seat like Jess said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 84 inches is a really standard size sofa, 87. You can get into the 90s, but pay attention to that. It might be the difference between something you're looking at from, say, Pottery Barn or Crate and Barrel. Maybe there's six inches more on on the other sofa that, and go with a bigger sofa if it's going to fit. It's mm-hmm. going to really, really change the room, your comfort level. You're going to live big in your little space mm-hmm. and it's going to feel cozy. It is. And like you said on the art too, like whatever you put, if you put small pieces of art or small, yeah. if you're like tempted by gallery walls and you get small, tiny things, even when we do a gallery wall, there's no picture that's smaller than usually an eight by 10. Yeah. Like as the picture and then we grow it with Matt. So anytime you use small frames, it shrinks your wall. Totally. It just kind of looks like a rookie mistake. So go large on your art. If you are doing a gallery wall, get large pieces, mat them large. Um, even if it's a small, it's a small piece of art, mat it big. 
and yes. that will that will make all the difference. It'll look really expensive, and it'll make your wall in that really small room mm-hmm. feel like a grown up. It yeah. will feel like a dollhouse. Totally. I was at my brother's house over Christmas, and he said, "Hey, during the break, could you come over and help me hang my art?" And he pointed to a stack on the floor of things that all look to be the size of maybe like your graduation certificate that you'd put on your wall. But he had a stack of maybe like 12 things that were that same eight by 10, 11 by 14 size. Really, truly, you can put those things in built-ins. You can push them up against the back wall in the built-in, layer a few objects or books in front. You can hang things that size over the toilet. Mm -hmm. That's usually a small spot. You can't put little things like that on a big wall unless you're going to do a gallery wall. And even then you're only going to be able to use one or two because if you put that many little things on a wall, it's going to be a garage sale. It'll just be a nightmare. You've got to use big things in with the little things just to help um, give it the right proportions and the right size and not have it look so nervous and and cluttery, you know? So when you're out buying the art, you can't keep buying the 11 by 14s, 11 by 17s or whatnot, just by art unframed in your travels. And then when you get home, you can do the big mat thing like Suzanne is talking about. There's some really beautiful asymmetrical ways weighted at the bottom, a little bit less mat at the top. There's some really cool things you can do to make your art larger and expand on your wall so that it will be the right proportion for the home that you have. And yeah, small art goes on small walls. So if you mm-hmm. have like little... Again, little between walls, between two doors. I usually see small walls. Yeah. Don't ever like put that, like Jess said. Like you said, just repeating everything she yeah, said. Yeah, or put it in yeah. the built-ins. Yeah, exactly. Or a bookshelf. <laughs> um, there's, there will be a small space for it, but don't mm-hmm. think that you're going to be hanging any of that on any of your large walls that need to get noticed. Maybe there's a little spot in between the drapes. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're saying, in between the doors, maybe there's a little reveal there where you could stack a few small things. There's places for it, but... Um, in general, people need to start investing in the larger things. And it will be impactful. And if you're like, oh my gosh, I don't even have a wall that tall, you'll figure it out. Like, yeah. <laughs> you will find one and it will make your house look like a gallery. It yeah. will be so much more impressive. Did you know that 35% of adults report experiencing poor sleep quality? Let me put you onto something that is going to transform your sleep. Cozy Earth Bedding is temperature regulating people. This is huge. If you and your spouse do not sleep at the same temperature, which most people don't, I'm freezing, my husband's hot. This is a massive benefit and breakthrough for us when we started sleeping on Cozy Earth. You can both sleep on the same mattress with the same sheets and be completely comfortable They also have a 100-night sleep trial guarantee and a 10-year warranty, which I don't know of anybody that does this. They're that confident in the product, and so am I. When I first touched Cozy Earth products, I could not believe the soft hand on it. It also almost has like a cool feel to your your, um, hand. It's like slippery dolphin, like your feet swishing around is so, so addictive. I can't sleep with anything but cozy earth sheets. I'm obsessed. Um, Also, you need to treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with cozy earth. I love the sleepwear. I love the sweats and the bedding is amazing. You can prioritize your self-care, your sleep health. If you just head over to cozyearth.com and use the promo code dear Alice for an exclusive 35% off. You guys, we don't have to wait for a sale. You can use this anytime. Again, the code is Dear Alice for an exclusive 35% off. Better sleep awaits you with Cozy Earth. Impressive. 
Totally. Um, so getting it right with the scale, I think a great answer to that is if there's a way for you to scale it on the graph paper, if you don't have any other tool, it goes for the same for everything besides the sofa, the cocktail table, not using something too tiny, your end tables. We go into a lot of homes and people only have upholstery. They have a sofa and a pair of chairs, but they don't actually have end tables or lamps. And those lamps are going to be able to bring height to a room and they're going to be able to bring light to um, like the areas where you would use the light. If you're reading something or it will be bouncing on your on your face in a pretty way if you're having a conversation. So don't forget the tables and lamps. Those also need to fall within scale and proportion rules. Mm-hmm. Never, ever I'm I'm being really, really (laughs) strong about this. I feel strong about it. This is how, this is what I say to the designers in the design center. We're really not interested in lamps that are under 30 inches tall. Mm -hmm. So carry, if you're, if you are going to be doing furnishing at all this year, I always carry a tiny little tape measure in my purse. It's really feminine and ladylike. You don't have to feel like you're carrying around a tool belt or anything like that, but always have that on the ready. So when you are out shopping for lamps, if you are at big box stores, you're going to be really surprised when you measure those lamps and they're going to land somewhere in the 20 inches or 17 inches. The reason why it's so affordable is because it's tiny. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to carry that tape measure as a fountain of truth for you, (laughs) a truth stick, a, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but anyway, make sure and measure that. 30 inches is the magic number. You want it to at least be that tall. So when you put it on your end table, it is of use to you. The light isn't shining down on your kneecaps. Like you want that up on your face. It's an eye level when you're standing up too. When we walk into a room, Mm -hmm. you're like surveying the area and you're not looking down. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know everything should kind of be at eye level or above, I think. Totally. And your end table, um, you're also going to want to see how big of an end table you can get away with. I know you've got a small room, um, or at least in the question, this person has a small room. So once you get that 87 inch sofa in there, you're going to see how much is left over for a side table. If you can get away with something in the thirties, 30 inches round, or I keep saying the number 30. I think that's a magic number in scale. Yeah. Because actually your dining table or your desk height, a normal table height is 30 inches tall. But if you can get something that's a 30 inch circumference or like a 28 inch or something like that, that's a pretty, it's a nice size table that not only can you fit a lamp on it, you're going to have some surface space to be able to put your phone down or some books down or an object or a candle, or you can work with it. You don't want that lamp to be sitting on a tiny table. It's not a pedestal for a lamp. Uh, yeah, there it is. Thank you, <laughs> it's Sue. A, it's a surface for your book, your drink, so you're not bouncing your drink on the carpet like we talked about before. Yeah. Um, and also that 30, it makes sense because if you think about the depth of that sofa, mm-hmm. obviously the width that we're talking about is that 97. The depth is like where you're actually your body sits and that's usually like at minimum usually like 34 on a small sofa yeah up to like 42 or whatever so if you think about a table being any smaller than a 30 mm-hmm. um it starts to feel really again it's really scrawny and so that 30 really does swallow up that whole depth of that large sofa that you're just putting in your big in your little room yeah that's so, great yeah. great advice okay so our next question is from at me's bub And um, she says, what do you do when you feel like something is just a little off in a room? Where do you start? Good question, Miesbub. Yeah. Where do we start? We usually, we've said this before on previous podcasts, but we will usually edit everything out and then add things back in as they feel successful. 
You know, like if we know, and we, we do this so often that we know when something's off in a room, we can usually pinpoint it. I, I would say it probably does usually relate to scale mm-hmm. proportion, which is what we're talking about. It's usually a rug that's too small. I was just going to say. Stop. I was. I was going to say the rug's too small. I'm going to tell you right now, Mies Bub, your rug's too small. If something feels like it's wrong, it's the foundation. Like once you get a foundation that's big enough and broad enough, like everything feels right. Yeah. You put anything on top of that thing in the rug, just like (laughs) it really does just swallow your eye. And truly that's where your eyes go. It's the borders of that whole space plan that you just did. And so, yeah, most often it's the rug. People are floating one, nothing sitting on it. It looks like a flying carpet and that will make your room feel off. Yeah. Or if the space planning's lousy. Yeah. Yeah. That means like the arrangement of furniture. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe you're walking into a back of a sofa and um, the prettiest points of the room aren't being shown off. Like, or even in a bedroom, it makes me super sad when I walk into a bedroom and I can't see the headboard and the beautiful pillows and everything else. Like if I walk in and I'm looking at the side of a bed or I'm walking in and the, the headboard is behind me. Glory for no one. It's a glory for (laughs) no one. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, something's not quite right. I'm not showing my very best side. Yeah. And one one rule of thumb that might help me, Bob, on this question is that when we're working on a room, when we're we're initially space planning things on CAD or on your graph paper, whatever, um, think of it like a magazine spread. When you walk into the room, you want to see the main feature. So like Jess said, you want to see the headboard. You know, when you walk through the door, you want to see just that whole scene kind of open up to your eye. And nothing's blocking you right when you walk into the space, like the back of a sofa Mm -hmm. Um, or for the living room. Again, you're going to try and open up that thing so somebody can walk in really beautifully and navigate the space easily and understand the purpose of the room. And I think, again, study magazines, you'll see that vantage point is always to that main, you know, money shot. So, yeah. I would say one thing that I would would suggest is that... um, you know, like when going into remodeling my kitchen, I did most of the work myself, but having done a lot of projects throughout the years, I've done some that I were like, yeah, that's good, but it's just, it's just lacking something, mm-hmm. um, which is the reason that like I went to Sue's and I was like, Hey, I need some help with this. These are kind of my ideas. Like tell me where I'm off and tell me, yeah. you know, help me choose the, the exact color, choose hardware. Mm-hmm. Cause I just didn't want to do something myself and then for it to feel like for me not to be totally happy with it. So I would maybe suggest even like, you know, getting some help from, from a designer or, um, and then you could probably talk to this more Jess, but like our in-home, uh, department, like, you know, we assist people in purchasing, Mm -hmm. um, and, and in styling those purchases in their home. So maybe. yeah. 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 No, that's great. Uh, we came up with a service, but gosh, probably two years ago where we have this beautiful showroom And people come in and they're like, oh, this is so great. I don't even know how to start or how do I know if I'm getting my sectional facing the right way when I order it and which pieces do I buy? And it's, there's a lot going on when you're trying to furnish a home and it is expensive to buy a sofa. No matter where you go to buy the sofa, it's a big investment. So you want to get it right. And we said, why don't we offer these services for free? Um, and have any of our stylists or all of our stylists that are working the floor, they're constantly putting together these beautiful scenes and rooms and they speak the language of furniture so they know what um, components to buy for the sectional. They know which pieces go together. They know if you're trying to create something interesting that instead of doing 
um, a back in the middle. You can throw an ottoman in and then keep the sectional running with backs the rest of the way. And that's the place where the dog can pop through or the toddlers can get in and out. And they're really good at space planning and understanding the needs of a family. And so we made this free in-home service for people to come in, work with our stylist. They can come to your home, measure it, put it into CAD, um, make sure everything fits for you, and then help you select your fabrics and finishes. And they can design the entire room for you and take out all that guesswork. And they can even challenge you to make sure that you're getting the bigger pieces. And you'd be like, I would have never thought of that. And it's free, so you should think of it. And we, it's not just for those of you that live in Utah that can walk into our store physically. It's for people that are calling in from anywhere in the United States. So we can get pictures and measurements from you, and then we can really carefully choreograph the right look for you with the right measurements. It's foolproof. And we've created so many beautiful, beautiful scenes and people go on to work on plenty other um, rooms in their house. So it's been really great. It costs you nothing and the guesswork is out of it. So um, anyway, thanks, Corey. That's yeah. a really great segue for that. So that's a really great place to start too, mm-hmm. especially if you're filling your off. I will tell you this, you are the hardest person you have to work for myself included. I know a lot about interiors, but when it comes to me, I'm like, oh geez, who am I, who Sue? Am I? <laughs> yeah. I'm having an identity crisis because I like all these things. So oftentimes, you know, we'll bounce ideas off each other and you'll be like, oh, hello, of course you're this, you know this about yourself. And you're like, yeah, no, you're right. I don't know why I got lost in who I am for a minute. So it is really difficult to do your own design. So yeah. having, um, Having a professional to lean on, um, and not even just a friend or a spouse who sometimes has opposing views, it's really nice just to work with a professional person um, in, in any showroom for that matter. Um, so uh, next thing we want to just quickly touch on when it comes to scale and proportion, we've talked about it before, uh, rugs, lamps, pillows, art, accessories, buy less of them and just buy them bigger. Yep. Yes. Uh, these three pillows will do the work of five if you get them to be the right size. And with this, the right fill. Oh, yeah. Make sure they the have down fills. Yeah, the fill is so important to make it fill full. Yes. Yes, that's great. Thank you, Sue. Um, and I think your pillow, as a general rule, you are wanting something that's at least 20 inches 22 inches. If you have one of those big, deep sectionals that Suze was talking about, that's in the 40 inches deep, you're going to need something like the size of a Euro sham yeah. in that back corner. 26 on you those are. corners. You're going to have to start with 26 inch pillows and then work your way forward to using 24s and 22s. So those have to scale with the size of your sofa. If you have a deep sofa, you may need to really pay close attention to the size of those pillows you're bringing home. You're not going to be able to find those at a big box store. Because they're only going to sell you little tiny 18-inch poly-filled pillows that that aren't that don't even have down fills. <laughs> yes. And how many of you or how many people do you know where you go to their house and every time they have different a different run of pillows in different trendy, um, not like classic fabrics? Yeah. And it's because like they keep trying. They're like something's off. I'll go get more pillows. Yeah. Oh, they're getting the wrong pillow. They're yeah. getting the wrong size of pillow. And so when you finally get this this principle that you buy less, but you buy bigger, uh-huh. you will save yourself so much money <laughs> in the yeah, long run yeah. because you'll be happy with the right thing. So just buy it, buy it better, buy it well, buy it that way the first time. So you don't waste so much money on dumb pillows. Yes. And you'll yes. look so much more expensive too, when you have really like the right size pillows and less of them. Yep. You're just more chic. Yeah. You're less cluttered. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, and we have this little principle around the store that we talk about in the design center where we talk about it like dollhouse furniture. Oftentimes people will move into a new home that's larger or nicer than their past home because, you know, they've paid off their student loans and they're ready to move into that ever after home. And for some reason, their furniture just looks like dollhouse furniture. It's very, very small. Looked great in that apartment. But once again, scale and proportion are going to come into play to say, that that tiny thing isn't going to work anymore in your great room. Yeah, it's time to get a big sofa for your big house. You know it when big you Big art there, you for your big it. house. Yeah. So we need to make sure that um, we're buying larger things. It's a really, really sophisticated look. Um, we are always looking for the larger chandeliers, the larger things for the walls. It can even be in your normal 3,000 square foot family home, but using larger things gives it that more Ralph Lauren look that... Mm -hmm taller, more successful, filled in, rich look. And um, it's something that we work really hard on in the design center and also on the store to curate the right scale and proportion um, items. And you'll be more comfortable. Oh yeah. And it's way more comfortable. Yeah. Put your head back on exactly. that sofa. Thank it doesn't you. just support the back of your shoulders. Did it? Yeah. Did it really support the back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great. I hope some of these principles help you guys um, carry that little tape measure around with you and Keep in mind that 30 inches is a really good number when you're looking for a lot of things, side tables, lamps, diameters, and whatnot. So anyway, good luck to you. Let us know if you have any other questions. We'll keep talking to you. Have a great day. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 